the words bless, blessed, and blessing are often voiced or shared with others, but what is the true meaning of blessing? Why and how does God bless us or nations? Does God desire to bless us? Are we a good barometer of blessings? This morning we're talking about it with Gordon Stewart Jackson, a South African-born educator and author. His latest book is The God Who Blesses, 50 Reflections of Blessings and Blessedness. And good morning, Gordon. Good morning. Now, appreciate you being along with us, Gordon. And so, you know, you hear people all the time, if you say, how are you doing? They'll say, well, I'm blessed. And you go, okay, what does that mean? You know, because you don't really know exactly what they mean necessarily. But let's talk about that word blessed for a second and talk to us a little bit about what you see it means. Well, let me go back to the prompt that got me thinking about this in more detail. When our kids were little, we would say an improvised prayer, which was, God bless Matthew and keep him safe and well and Mm -hmm. happy. And we say the same thing for our daughter, Sarah. But in recent years, I've begun wondering, what exactly were we doing Mm -hmm. when we were asking God to bless? Doesn't God already do that? And as I dug deeper into the meaning of the word bless, I found that it covers a wide range of things. Uh, On the one hand, you have the goodness of God in giving us so many good things. And then on the other, we have the capacity as God's people to bless him. And by that, we mean praise. We have in the Psalms the wording, uh, bless my soul, uh, Mm. bless the Lord, O my soul. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are several meanings to the word bless, but all of them come down to a God foundation. God is the source of uh, good things. And whether they are good things today or in the future as we move towards what um, theologians call a state of shalom, of real well-being and flourishing, those are the blessings that lie ahead of us. And the ultimate blessing, of course, is uh, to be with God in eternity. So there's a whole lot to unpack as I got into this topic and found that um, more questions kept coming up as I was uh, looking at different scriptures, as I was looking at what some theologians had to say, and it's been fun to put these 50 reflections together. Mm-hmm. So, Gordon, how do we misunderstand or maybe are limited in our understanding of God's blessings? Uh, how we are limited? Yeah. Uh, Well, because we're human, we have such a uh, limited view of how active God is in our lives. We have, I uh, would say, for example, right now I have two new uh, granddaughters, identical twins born in July, Mm -hmm. and we've just come back from visiting them. And these little people have so little sense of what's going on in the world around them. And we think, well, okay, well, when we've grown up, we're going to have a big picture of what God is doing in our lives and who God is. But in comparison with an almighty, omniscient God, we know so little. What we can know, though, is that he's a God who blesses us, who cares for us, who is wanting good things for us. And that's what I try and explore in the book. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So is there, do you think, kind of a similarity or links between blessing and gratitude then? How would you explain that? Oh, absolutely. I think that uh, it's hard to imagine someone in ordinary everyday life receiving a great gift and not showing any kind of gratitude for mm-hmm. it. We'd say, what sort of person is this? And the more we explore what God has done for us and how blessed we are, uh, surely our gratitude should increase, and we should be expressing that not only to Him, but also to others. Gord, do you think sometimes we compare ourselves with others and then we don't feel as blessed? Mm but we actually are almost like forfeiting our blessing because we look around and we don't feel blessed, even though we probably have a lot of things that Mm -hmm. God has provided for us that we just don't see. Uh, That's right. And one of the things I mention in the book is the uh, saying, what would happen if we woke up tomorrow with only those things we'd explicitly thanked God for today? Mm-hmm. And that's in some ways a bit silly because we cannot possibly thank God for everything that we have today. Mm-hmm. But it is a reminder that uh, we are entitled to nothing. All that we have is grace. Mm-hmm. All that we have is a gift from God. And we need to be conscious of that as best we can. Yeah. So as we um, you know, look at all that we do have, Gordon, and we think about the way that God has blessing is blessing us with whether that be material things or through spiritual things or anything along those lines. What what is a proper response from us as believers to God to express that uh, those blessings that we have? I think that comes in several ways. One would be in corporate worship, where we, as a body of believers, express our gratitude to God. Another would, of course, be in our private devotions or in our family devotions where we uh, explicitly recognize the good things that God has done. What are some of the ways that Jesus modeled blessings? We have repeated instances in the Gospels where Jesus uh, thanks God the Father, where uh, he will say a blessing before a meal uh, where in the feeding of the 5,000 he blesses the food. And then one important thing that I mention in the book is that Jesus' last act before his ascension was to bless the disciples. There were various things he could have done. He could have uh, just prayed with them. He could have uh, done other ceremonial-type things. But the gospel says that uh, he blessed the disciples, and that to me is really important. That came up in one of the uh, few books I found on this topic of blessing. Scholars have written some material on this, but I couldn't find anything that was written in a popular layperson style. And that's the reason I wrote the book is, I, in a sense, wanted to uh, have a book that I, as a layperson, would like to read. Mm-hmm. So, Gordon, as uh, we have our listeners that are listening and wondering, how can we 
take it not take advantage. I guess that's not the word I'm looking for. But but how do we recognize the blessings that we have? What's the best way to recognize those? And how do we live that out to show other people that we are uh, grateful for the blessings that God gives us? Well, I think there's a close correlation between blessings and gratitude, as you've already mentioned, uh-huh. as well as between blessings and joy. Uh, Christians should be joyful people, uh, given Mm -hmm. the blessings we have, as you said, both in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm. And Christians should not be dull, gloomy people, uh, given how much we have received and given how much we should be passing on to others and sharing the gospel and the good news. We ought to be reflecting that uh, joy, that exuberance that comes from uh, deep down in our faith. I have a question for you from the Old Testament. We read that God's people's obedience led to blessing, and then also there were blessing and curses in some of Scripture. And so is that still true for today? I think so. We Mm -hmm. don't like to talk about curses. And I have one chapter in the book that deals with this uncomfortable reality. But curses uh, are a consequence and inevitability of uh, the wages of sin being death. If you do contrary to what God is commanding, expecting, whether you're a believer or not, uh, there are ultimately going to be uh, consequences Mm -hmm. that uh, equate to curses. Mm -hmm. We don't like the idea of people going around cursing others, but I think we're talking here about self-imposed or self-invoked curses that you bring upon yourself. If you live a a life of debauchery and uh, waywardness, you can expect ultimately to pay a price uh, for that. That's for sure. Well, it's a great resource. It's called The God Who Blesses. And Gordon Stewart Jackson, author and our guest this morning. Gordon, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. Thank you for the opportunity to talk with you.